0: Welcome to episode two of What Do You Want to Watch? A podcast hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And this show is essentially about things that we watch. Everything from movies to TV to sports. So this week, we thought since the NFL season had just recently ended, go Rams, boo Bengals, we were going to talk about something that could fill the gap in your viewing area because you're likely not watching sports anymore because most of you just watch the NFL and nothing else. We know how you are. So... We're gonna be recommending some TV shows, and I apologize right off the bat to my sister-in-law and brother who will be disappointed when none of us recommend true crime shows or shows about extremely obese people. Um, But we're gonna follow the same format as we did in the other episode. We're gonna go by genre and we have a wild card section. So let's get into the recommendations. All right, Dirks, you're up first. Hit us with your recommendation. Uh,
1: my first recommendation uh, is actually in the drama section. Uh, is going to be Queen's Gambit, um, 2020 miniseries uh, show uh, on Netflix. Um, and I honestly, I think I was pretty late to watch this um, because, you know, at first I was like, I didn't know who Anya Taylor-Joy was at first, and she's kind of stars um, in it as Beth Harmon. Um, but I was like, you know, chess. Yeah. I, I like chess, but I don't really <laughs> w- really want to watch people play chess. Um, so I think I was pretty pretty behind in, like when I watched this, but I really, really, really enjoyed this. Like I said, it's Anya Taylor-Joy stars in it. Um, she is Beth Harmon in the show. Um, she's an orphan, uh, and while she is uh, at an orphan home, kind of discovers the Orphanage. game. Orphanage.
0: Did you say orphan home?
1: Technically, that is the same <laughs> thing. Just the incorrect term. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, But while she's there, she discovers the game of chess and her love for it, and the rest is history. Um, It won 11 Primetime Emmys just in seven episodes, uh, including Outstanding Limited Series, and was nominated for seven others. Um, But I really, really, really uh, enjoyed watching this. Um, Yeah, I want to
0: ask you if you did the same thing that I did when watching this show. So I think I watched it in like three days maybe. Um, like two or three episodes a day for three days, and um, then immediately hopped on Good Old com and started, like, playing chess for, like, a week. Did you do that as well, or was that just me?
1: No, I didn't, but I should have because I was, like, really – like, I grew up playing chess, and then I kind of – you know, you graduate, and then mm-hmm. you stop playing chess with your dad and family members and stuff. But after that, I was like, man, I kind of miss chess, you know, because there's just such a strategic – like, a mental – no mental game of behind the whole entire uh, game of chess, and it was just really, really interesting uh, to play, yeah, this to, to sh- watch. This show makes um, – I know chess is – I think it's technically considered a sport. I don't know.
0: Um, we don't have to get into semantics there, but – this this show makes you want to play chess. Like it makes chess super cool. The way that they they shoot the scenes and like I know that sometimes like you can look and see like she's looking up at the ceiling and the chessboard is also projected on the ceiling and mm-hmm. like you can see the moves that she's making. Um, it simplifies it enough to where you understand what's going on, but you're by no means a grandmaster because you watch the show.
1: But yeah, I think I think that if you haven't checked this show out, you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. And I even. Also, The Queen's Gambit, like, that's just a sick movie title. <laughs> and I I think it can be, actually, I think it was nominated for some Outstanding Main Title Design. Okay. Um, which I guess that's not strictly limited to the, the title of it, but yeah. But like just the whole, like you kind of said, just the whole way they did this and the way they went about it was really genius. And she did an incredible job. Um, I, she's been in, a good amount of stuff, but I think this really, like, f- threw her on kind mm-hmm. of the main the main stage. It was in New Mutants, um, The Witch. Was she in? She is in um, the M. Night
0: Shyamalan movie um, uh, that everybody talks about. She w- Well, she was obviously in Glass, but she was in Split. She was Split, the original okay. I was going to ask that. I was like, was she in Split? Yeah. In Split. Um, she's in... Um, Emma, then another adaptation of of Emma, and last night in Soho just recently, um, and then she's going to be a, the star of Furiosa, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, which is a mo- we talked about last week. So yeah, if you haven't seen this, um, go out and watch it. It's, it's it's only seven episodes, a limited series, obviously, but it's well worth your time. Yeah, um, and uh, she was also in Peaky Blinders, which that show
1: didn't make that show didn't make our list, but it's another good show.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I'll go, I'll go with mine. Um, my recommendation is The West Wing. Um, anybody that knows me well knew I was going to recommend this in the drama category. The West Wing uh, is a TV show created by Aaron Sorkin. He wrote The Social Network, A Few Good Men, Moneyball. Um, and the first four seasons are all written by him as well. He left the show for personal reasons after the fourth season, and it continues on for another Um, Three seasons, but this is quite simply the first four seasons of the best seasons of any television show I've ever seen in my life Um, and that sounds super hyperbolic and I don't care because I believed it (laughs) to be true Um, This show centers around the lives of the White House staffers and the president um, during You know his term in office Um, Martin Sheen plays Jed Bartlett. He's the president Um, There's just it has a fantastic cast Rob Lowe um, John Spencer uh, Bradley Whitford I mean Allison Janney there's there's just a stellar cast uh, this show popularized the walk and talk which you've probably seen in in many other movies and TV shows where half the half of the west wing is literally just characters walking down hallways mm-hmm. in in the white house talking about stuff um super fast the dialogue in this um show is set at blistering paces it's kind of difficult to keep up at times but it's what makes the show what it is people are talking over each other it's got the classic sorkin style he writes um dialogue and almost like a musical style Mm. like people write musicals um everything has like a specific rhythm and pitch and and it's set at a specific time and there's like classic tropes of people talking over one another, but you could still understand what's going on. Um, For my money, it's the best written TV show ever. It's got profound speeches, wholesome moments. It's an idealized version of what you would hope politics would be, quite honestly. You Mm -hmm. know, people the people that are in the offices genuinely want to do the most good for the most amount of people, and they may not always make the right choice, but you know that they don't really care about the optics. Obviously, that's a part of the show, but they don't care about the politics as much as about doing good. Mm. Um, so, if you feel terrible about the state of politics in the U.S., which if you don't feel terrible about the state of politics in the U.S., it probably means you don't read much. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so, this show can, like, cure that a little bit, uh, <laughs> So, if you watch this, it's kind of an escape of this is actually what our government's like And then you're like, wait, you know, obviously. Yeah, it's like an escapist fantasy
0: of like, oh, I'll just pretend that there's good old Jed Bartlett, Martin Sheen up in the White House, putting his jacket on and talking about how he wants to help poor families in rural Wisconsin. (laughs) And that's just what I'm going to pretend the president does all day rather than what he probably actually does. (laughs) Uh, Dirks has not seen this show to my knowledge, Mm -mm. but has seen me watch many episodes in our house. I've seen it four times through Mm. all the way through. Um,
1: Yeah, I've probably I've probably seen like a total 10 episodes just in the time of me either sitting there watching or listening stuff. Um, but no, I, 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 I'm considering it just with how you talk about it. And then just hearing, hearing the dialogue specifically, like last week I wasn't watching it, but I was listening, but mm-hmm. I was still like intrigued just cause I was like hearing the dialogue and hearing what was happening, yeah. you know? Um, and obviously very good actors, um, Martin Sheen and Rob Lowe and, um, many others. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I would. Um if you like anything that Sorkin's written which is Social Network, A Few Good Men, American President, Moneyball, Molly's Game, a couple good ones um, I guess. Yeah, recently <laughs> he just wrote Being the Ricardos which is little it's not his best work but it's still solid. Um I would I would recommend checking this out if you haven't already. Um, shout out mom and dad for putting me on the show when I was I think 13, <laughs> um, and I've, I yeah I've seen it four times all the way through. I'm on my fifth rewatch right now and I'm almost done. So is that
1: your most rewatched show?
0: Um, yes, by far I would say. Uh, pretty much every time I finish it, uh, just season one episode one <laughs> on HBO Max, and I just started again. So that's fair. Check it out. All right, now moving to comedy. Uh, Dirks, what is your comedy recommendation?
1: Um, I tried to change this up because, as probably many people would choose for their number one, it's I think it's The Office. It's The Office, <laughs> and that's maybe the, you know, obvious number one pick. Uh, but I chose New Girl. Um, it aired from 2011 to 2018 on Netflix, uh, created by Elizabeth uh, Merriweather. Uh, starred Zoe Deschanel as Jess, Jake Johnson as Nick, Max Greenfield as Schmidt, and then Lamorne Morris as Winston and Hannah uh, Simon as CeCe. Um, and it just it follows Jess. It's about Jess, really, uh, especially to start, um, as she has just gotten out of a pretty bad relationship uh, and needs a new place to live, um, kind of looking around right for that place um, and finds an ad maybe or, or today's mm-hmm. Zillow of or Facebook market you know yeah of you know three people live there and they need an extra roommate she uh, shows up and it turns out it's three guys and she just she sends it and and starts to live with them uh, and then that's actually about that's what the shows about is these three guys Nick Winston and Schmidt um, and uh, Jess and they're just relationship with each other and uh, um, I don't know how just Just how the way how they they interact their lives yeah yeah yeah, their at their lives and just different stuff like that and it's um it took me a little bit but I really really enjoy this very very funny um and it I feel like a lot of comedies too either they try to or unintentionally like kind of look like the office or like try to set that as the Mm -hmm. we got to be the office I think new girl did a good job of like there's just different comedy in it Mm -hmm. and there's uh, a different style and I I really enjoyed it so Mm -hmm. so um
0: this show often in my mind, I compare it in my mind to Friends um, mm-hmm. because I think it's a similar, you know, people in their their 20s to early 30s living life in a big city instead of New York. This is L.A. Um, and, like, they're always at each other's places and they're all hanging out as a mm-hmm. group. So wha- where would you rank them Is for your money is New Girl Better Than Friends?
1: Well, recency bias is probably going to, put New Girl above Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I, I haven't like 100% seen Friends all the way through. I've seen most of it, to yeah. you know, to know exactly kind of what the show is. Um, I think, yeah, probably probably recency bias. I'd put New Girl. I know probably many probably disagree with that take maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy New Girl. And um, again, I just recently watched it. And I you compare Friends to The Office, maybe just because of the time period, even though really they're not, they're not actually. They don't cross over. That they don't cross over at all. Actually, no, and no. Just especially different. It's just parts those the and different. Those are like the two.
0: I think especially for our generated generation are separated mm-hmm. as like the pantheon. Like friend, you're either a Friends person or the Office person, mm-hmm. and you That's that's how you like divide which TV shows you watch. If you mm-hmm. watch the Office, you watch certain other things that you won't watch if you like Friends. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is, I don't know, Friends for for a later generation. Maybe mm. um, the humor is a little bit more updated, um, but it's got kind of the same, like all friends hanging out vibe that friends had, obviously the shows called friends. So it's about <laughs> friends. Um, but I think that like where the, w- actually Jess is my least favorite character on the show, Agreed. which is weird. Cause she's the main character, yeah. but I think the show really shines with Nick Schmidt and Winston's back and forth um, and the hijinks that those roommates get into. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're all in some ways failed adults. Um, which hopefully isn't relatable to us in a couple <laughs> of years, but could be. Um, so We might
1: like this show even more as we'll be relating to the characters. Yeah.
0: Or it'll be too difficult to watch well, because we'll yeah. see too much of our own lives. In That's it. true. Um, but yeah, New Girl is New Girl is super solid. I, I really enjoy this show, uh, top to bottom. There's not a weak season either. Mm-mm. I feel like
1: sitcoms sometimes have a weak season, and I don't feel like New Girl has that mm-hmm. really. And uh, I was talking to someone, and I guess after season – I want to say six, five or six. They um, they they were gonna s- NBC was gonna stop making it. Uh-huh. Like it's not. It was like on a Tuesday, like three o'clock slot. Wasn't getting views. Um, and then like, the character of um Nick and Schmidt, which um let's see, try to get my uh Jake Johnson and Max Greenfield like pretty much begged the studio to like we need to finish this out. Like we can't just end it right here. Um and because of them like begging to keep the show going, they agreed to, and um ended it very well um mm-hmm. I thought so no yeah a very very um good show it does it does push it a little more than friends does, I feel like they told the yeah they toe the line quite a bit um but past that um enjoy the humor it's it's not as blatantly dumb humor as like Michael Scott in the office, i feel like.
0: No, it's not cringe humor, no. which is a lot of like, yeah, Michael Scott's humor is just like, how could this person possibly be saying this at mm-hmm. this point in time?
1: Yeah. So if you, especially if you're not that kind of humor, you know, cause either you hate it or you don't, you know, I feel yeah. like for that kind of humor, this, yeah, this absolutely. doesn't really touch into that. It's just a different kind of humor and uh, I really enjoyed it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my pick for uh, comedy. What about you, Nathan? So
0: I I went a little, I think a show that not a lot of people have seen, at least not a lot of people I've talked to. And I went with Dairy Girls, um, which is a 2018 um, Netflix series. Um, It's actually got two seasons right now, but there's only six episodes in each season. So there's only 12 episodes of this show out. So it's kind of the ideal. uh, I don't want to make a huge commitment. So it's literally, it's normal sitcom format, like 20 to 30 minutes an episode, uh, 12 episodes of it. Um, It's set in... In uh, Northern Ireland during the Troubles era um, at an all-girls Catholic school. Um, This is a show where you have to have subtitles. Uh, The people, the main characters are Irish. So... You Irish. know, you, there's some things that you're going to find hilarious because they're just saying them with an Irish accent, <laughs> which I don't know if that's intentional by the creator, Lisa McGee, but it's what happens. And there's other points of the show where you're they're going to make like, um, some sort of reference to something. You're going to have to Google it because the vernacular is not going to make sense to you, but this show, um, is, is absolutely hilarious, um, There's a subplot in the show that's one of the funniest parts is that one of the girls in the group, it's like a group of four girls, and then there's also a guy there because he's one of the girls' cousins, but he's English, so he has to go to this all-girls Catholic school because they can't send him to the boys' school because he's English, and they'll just get beat up, Um, so they just treat him like he gets treated like one of the girls by everybody. Um, and it just makes for hilarious things. Like there's no boys bathrooms in the entire school. He's pretty much like bullied. Um, yeah. He? <laughs> He's essentially bullied for being a guy. Um, it's kind of, it's just, it's really funny a reverse on the normal. I feel like trope in, in sitcoms and stuff. Um, this show shines in its writing. Um, a lot of deadpan humor, great situational comedy, um, great performances by supporting cast. I, I mean, some of my favorite characters are not, not the girls, for example, the nun who is the headmaster of the school is perhaps the funniest character. Sister Michael is, is the funniest character of the entire show. Um, and so is, uh, Joe McCool, who is the, um, grandfather in the family. Um, it's got some political commentary in it. Not a lot though, but it's, it's very, um, it's very nineties esque, but it's, it's super funny. And again, like I said, not, not a commitment, you know, if, If you want to watch the show, you can watch the whole show um, in probably two evenings. Mm. Um, And not even two evenings of, like, you're absolutely grinding until 1 a.m. You know, you can just watch it really quickly. There's only 12 episodes of it. They have renewed it for a third season, and they finished filming, but they haven't announced a release date yet. Mm. Um, But, yeah, this is another one of my, you know, go-tos. Somebody Mm. wants a comedy they haven't seen, you know, I could recommend Parks and Rec, or I could recommend Community, or tell you to watch friends or one of the other super popular comedies that you've probably seen but not a lot of people have seen this and more people should it's a crime
1: yeah i uh i think i think i watched the first episode last year i think we were all hanging out and Mm -hmm. you you guys like like, i've watched two episodes of this you should guys should check this out we watched it and it was pretty funny completely different than anything like comedy especially that i had seen uh and i honestly just forgotten about it like i not that i didn't want to continue it i just like forgot and i haven't watched any more of that Mm-hmm. But no, I remember just being like, "What is this?" You know, and this, <laughs> it's just very. It was a unique show, which makes it funny, mm-hmm. you know, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So those are those are our comedy recommendations. All right, on to sci-fi and fantasy. Um, I will start us off first with an actual. It's actually a Netflix um, TV show that many. Of you may not have heard of before, but it's dark. Um, it has four seasons, uh, three seasons, excuse me. And, um, it aired from 2017 to 2020. Um, 20, uh, it's directed by, it, it's an ge- all German show. Um, and actually it's in German itself. So you either need, uh, English subtitles or what I did, um, And I didn't know there was another option at the time. I don't know what's better. I think you have an opinion on this, but it it's (laughs) there's like, it's it's German uh, lips like you see the lips moving. You're trying to say dubbed. Yeah, Yeah. it's dubbed. But it's English. Uh, You hear English. Um, Like they've uh, voiced over in English for the majority of the audience that probably listens that watches this. Um, Which one is better in your opinion? Um, I'm a sub person um,
0: all the time. I know that a lot of people don't like to read when they watch um, shows, which is a perfectly valid opinion. Um, except I just can't, my brain just cannot think about how the, the words just don't match with the lip movements. Mm. And I will only focus on that if I'm watching a show dubbed. So Mm. I would much rather watch it in the original language, which is how I watched, um, squid game was probably the most popular show maybe of, Mm. of last year. And I had to watch that with subtitles instead of dubbed, um, because
1: yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and also, nice. I feel like sometimes like the tone of the actual actor is just better than the English over. so, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's directed by uh, Baron Bo Odor. I, I don't know if that's how you say it, but uh, he's done mainly German films. Uh, and he, he did direct Sleepless, starring uh, Jamie Foxx. Um, but uh, the two kind of the main actors, it's Jonas uh, Conwald, who plays uh, Louise Hoffman, and Martha Nielsen, who uh, played by Lisa Vicari. Um, and uh, man, I'm just trying to figure out how to explain this. It's, they have like an actual, like a dark wiki website and it has like the, the head figure of the family. And then it has like every single family member who they're related to, who they know, the dates, just cause it's, that's, there's time travel involved. Um, and essentially it's this kind of family. It's f- focused around this family in a German town, um, near a, uh, a uh, reactor a sorry what is nuclear reactor? nuclear reactor yeah. um and two young kids disappear uh and it's it's just a really dark and twisted and supernatural really weird um show and there's priests and there's poli- police involved and it's confusing so um it really took me like through the first season of like watching it for, before I actually kind of got a hold on it um, and this website, I like to like literally look up this website and have this up while I was watching it at times. Cause I was like, wait, who, cause I don't want to say too much without giving it away. Um, but like you have to
0: like double check of like, is this the person I think it is or is this somebody else or is this? Pre- yeah. And like
1: three versions of the same character, all different ages, like stuff like that. So times that times the 15 cast character. And then it's just like really really just twisted stuff my older brother uh paul actually introduced this to me uh i think after the first season and uh, i don't i don't know how the heck he found it but um yeah I, I watched it and uh they they it i'm pretty sure after watching season three they're done with it but um it the first three the, f- the three seasons they did though were very very good um mm-hmm. it won multiple german academy awards um so i highly recommend um even though it's on Netflix, I, I I have you seen it, Nathan? Um no, this is one that um has
0: been continually recommended to me and I have not got around to it. Um but I, it is also one I think you would agree where you gotta you have to focus. This oh, is 100%. not percent. This is not a turn this show on and if you look at your phone for three minutes, you're gonna be fine. Like mm-hmm. if you look at your phone for like eight seconds, you're probably gonna be confused as to what is going on. In yeah.
1: Front of you. This this makes Inception look like a fairy tale, like a kids <laughs> a kids, <laughs> a kid's like, graphic yeah. novel. Like, <laughs> so yeah, you need you need to pay attention or you will be 100% lost. Yeah. So that's my sci-fi fantasy uh, recommendation. Anything left to say uh, on that?
0: no i think you summed it up i haven't seen it so i i will on your recommendation check this out after i finish the west wing <laughs> <laughs> yeah list of <laughs> tv shows that i'm either currently watching or plan to watch so um okay for my pick um i picked adult scooby-doo um literally it's called buffy the vampire slayer um which is probably something a lot of people have heard of but not watched it's created by josh weeden joss whedon which is disgusting at this point um I think that the show has lived on past him. Um, hes You can do your own Googling on what Joss Whedon has done and what he's been accused of. Um, seems like an overall terrible person. Um, the show is good. Um, so, i it, you know, depending on your art from the artist ideals, um, that's going to determine whether you want to watch this or not. But as I said uh, before, this is essentially adult Scooby-Doo. Um, it stars Sarah Michelle Gellar as the title character, Buffy. Um, and she is a a uh, girl with supernatural monster fighting abilities. That's essentially what she does. She, there's, like, whole mythos, but it's not that complicated to understand. There's essentially one slayer on the planet who is, like, to protect humans from the forces of evil, and it's her. Um, and she's in a California high school. And she's got a gang of friends and, like, an uh, older mentor, and they pretty much every week go out and try to hunt down and find whatever monster is wreaking havoc in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's ludicrously entertaining, um, it's a super witty show, the the fight sequences at some points can be a little dated apparently anytime you become a vampire in real life you instantly know Kung Fu um, not sure how that works, Checks if you like, out. have to, yeah if you <laughs> stop it at Dojo for a little bit in the afterlife before you come back as a vampire but whatever, um, so some of them, it's a very karate heavy show as in like that's how most of the fight styles are, but it's super witty. Uh, character design is really great. The monster designs, you know, sometimes the CG is not fantastic because it is a show f- from the late 90s to early 2000s, mm. but they try to do a lot of practical effects and those come out really well. Um, but it's just like an entertaining play on a teen drama with, you know, just over the top action and violence thrown in sometimes. Um, Sarah Michelle Geller is stellar in this role and I did not rhyme that on purpose um, but I'm going to take credit for it anyway because that was great by me. (laughs) Um, I'm really good at podcasting Uh (laughs) (laughs) but she's fantastic. Um, Allison Hannigan is also another person. Anthony Head is fantastic um, in this as well. Uh, It's just a super interesting show and one that I picked up because I was in the mood to watch something uh, a little spooky around the Halloween time my freshman year of college and I tried watching the first three episodes and ended up watching like two seasons in, I would say three or four days. It happens. Um, yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah, I, I cannot recommend this enough. I don't think enough people have seen it. Um, and I think it's got a perfect mix of what you're looking for in a TV show. So,
1: Mm. and I haven't seen this yet and I just, uh, I'm going to add it, you know, who knows when I'll watch it. If (laughs) it's going to be, you know, in a month or, you know, a year and a half, but it's on the list. So we'll see. (laughs) All right. So up next,
0: we have our action our action pick, uh, Dirk's you want to give us your action choice? For TV.
1: Um, I, uh, when I was looking through my watched TV shows, I actually had a limited amount of action because I realized most of the TV shows I've watched are like thriller and crime and drama, mm-hmm. um, which my wild card will be one of those. But, um, I picked one that probably most of you have seen, and it's The Mandalorian. Um, Just a little show from the little, you know, the little known brand of Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Kind of low budget film. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but yeah, 2019, they uh, dropped the first season and then. um,
0: The second season came out in 2020. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And the next one I think is supposed to come out this summer. I believe season three is supposed to drop sometime this summer
1: and i am very excited uh created by john Favreau, um pedro pascal uh, is the is the main um he's mandalorian um and he's you know been in kingsman game of thrones wonder woman and then carl weathers also um uh, on the show been in predator rocky movies happy Gilmore You've, if you're if you're over the age of 30 you probably know who carl <laughs> weathers is yep absolutely um, and uh, just really beautifully done especially after just very controversial uh sequels um which personally Nathan and I enjoyed. But uh, it, yeah. I think everybody alike, whether the hard, diehard st- Star Wars fans who is, you know, tactical and picks apart every single Star Wars thing. some me. Um, you can just say me. Or just the I'm general. Okay, <laughs> or just like the general person who just is like, this is just a good movie, you know, whether it sticks to something or not. But everybody kind of agrees that Mandalorian was just very well done. Um, won 14 primetime Emmys, nominated for 25 others. That's across the two seasons uh, and really just follows uh, Mando and um, I can say it. I feel like it's been long enough. Baby Yoda. If you don't know, if you haven't seen baby Yoda yet, you probably haven't met on the the internet in three years. Uh, Really. And just Mando and baby Yoda and this, their adventures throughout the galaxy. I think the first episode starts where he gets a kind of like this tracker beacon and he has to find who this belongs to. He brings them back to whoever hired him and he gets a reward for bringing that usually criminal to them. Well, in in this first episode, uh that he finds baby Yoda the criminal is a baby yeah and he originally kind of gives it he gives it g- takes the money um which you know his his honor his word according you know to what he he likes to stick to is like you know he doesn't ask questions and he you know turns it in gets the money and moves on like that's his job and he sticks to his word well uh he kind of goes against that in the first episode and technically steals Baby Yoda back, you know, just not trusting... Um, the Empire, essentially. Yeah, not point. trusting the Empire, what yep. they will do with him. And then from there on, it just follows those two's relationship and him protecting and uh, Baby Yoda learning and Mando technically learning uh, as well. And it's just really a action-packed, some beautiful sh- scenes, awesome chase scenes, um, just... I mean, I don't know if I have a critique of this show because... <laughs> Uh, uh, really, everything it did, I enjoyed, honestly. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, uh, I was the aforementioned person he's
0: talking about who picks apart Star Wars and reads Star Wars novels and um, as probably cares way... Actually, for sure, cares way too much about the show. <laughs> um, but this is kind of the most ac- accessible, I think, Star Wars that there's been since maybe the original trilogy. Um, and that, yeah, it's great if you know the lore behind it and if you know a lot of meanings behind things and stuff, um, it may make the show more impactful for you. But if you don't, this is essentially just like a Star Wars Western. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's – John Favreau, in my eyes, can do no wrong at this point with what he's done with also just Book of Boba Fett recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is probably the most accessible Star Wars show. And if you even – have tangentially seen the movies, I think you should check this show out and, and just watch it. Um, because I think it's for everyone. I really do. Yeah. Um,
1: and like, they don't even, there are some references, but yeah, you could have never seen the original star Wars. And like, besides the end of season one, you know, you really, all the episodes, all the characters are really new characters that haven't been in the original, mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. um, uh, the movies. So yeah, again, like even if you've seen a little bit or if you've never seen star Wars, you can literally start this and like, you're not missing out, you're not missing references. And I truly think, yeah, you can enjoy this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great. Um, for, for my action pick, I'm
0: going to pick a show that has become increasingly popular, even though it hasn't released a new season since, uh, 2018. And that is daredevil. Um, so continuing with the Disney IP shows, I guess, I will choose Daredevil. Um, Netflix
1: getting a lot of coverage today.
0: Yeah, Netflix is doi- apparently doing well on TV. N- um, so, yeah, watch Netflix shows, I guess. <laughs> uh, Daredevil is a Netflix show. It uh, was created by Drew Goddard, who wrote Cabin in the Woods and The Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the title character, a superhero um, who is blind, technically, um, but has superpowers in the MCU. Um he actually just recently made his first appearance. These shows were decanonized, which if you're not um, a comic book movie person, decanonized means they just weren't considered a part of the official universe. So Daredevil wasn't really, like, took place in the same universe as the Avengers, essentially. Mm. Um, Disney decanonized them. But do you know why? The, I think it was just because they didn't line up with the style. Yeah. Um, hmm. These shows, this show is much darker, uh, much grittier. It's it's kind of like a real crime show, essentially. Uh, da- Daredevil does not spend his time hunting down aliens from other planets. He's hunting down human traffickers um, and cartel mm. members, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's all TV mature, so it's so, probably he, – so he does what he needs to do it's against it's bad people. It's <laughs>
0: pretty – he has a no-kill rule. He's very similar to Batman in that, but it's 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 a fight-heavy show. Mm. Um, but – They've, he just recently, Charlie is version of Matt Murdock, Daredevil, made an appearance in the new Spider-Man film mm. and has been officially accepted into the MCU. And I believe, actually, I don't believe, I know, that um, these shows will be leaving Netflix at the end of March and will be going to a Disney property. They think probably Hulu because Disney Plus doesn't really have mature content on it. Mm. Um, but they think that they're going to bring the actors into the fold in the future um, because there's a whole defenders universe i would guess that includes jessica jones luke cage the punisher and iron fist all of those are their separate Ooh. netflix shows um and they all come together for one um netflix show as well but they think they're going to bring those characters into the mcu anyway Real quick is a Pun- i haven't watched the punisher should is that something i should watch um yes i would highly i would recommend all of them except iron fist because in iron fist it's a movie or a tv show about a guy who has special hand-to-hand combat powers, and the actor refused to do his own stunts. Um, so the fight choreography in that show is garbage. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, um, just
1: the rating alone between the other four so, so it looks yeah. is pretty so low. Well.
0: Yeah, avoid that one. Um, but Daredevil is the best of them. Um, yeah, and it's just it's a super gritty, realistic show. It's got great performances. Vincent D'Onofrio plays Kingpin, um, one of the most legendary villains in the MCU. Um, he's essentially just a menacing mob boss in New York, um, the Kingpin of all crime, as his name would suggest. Mm. Um, he recently popped up in the uh, in another MCU property that I'm not going to tell you about, actually, because it would be a spoiler. Mm. But his if performance you know you is know. great. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, a famed actor, maybe most famous for the movie Full Metal Jacket. Um, but, mm. you know, he just brings a lot of just prestige to this show um, and a great performance and that great performance is all around. Um, The show is like I said, a little darker, um, a little bit more gritty. Uh, Some of the hand to hand combat is better than any that are featured in any of the MCU movies. Um, Like there's the famous hallway fight from the first season of daredevil, where it's essentially just a one shot of him fighting an entire Russian gang in a hallway. Um, Similar to the Korean film old boy. Um, and it's it's fantastic. Um, this is a more grounded show I would say if you're you like superhero stuff a little bit, but you're not always excited about multiverse shenanigans and invading aliens and Thanos and all the other high minded more science fiction stuff, give this one a shot. I think you'll like it. Um and now let's move on to our wild cards. Dirks, what is your what is your wild card pick?
1: Uh, my wildcard pick is, um, a show on HBO max called the outsider. Uh, it's a 2020 mini series. Um, just seven episodes, I believe, uh, 10, 10, sorry. Um, and, um, it's a Stephen King novel, uh, based on a Stephen King novel, if, which kind of gives you an idea of what the show is about. Um, it's kind of a darker show, thriller, um, crime show, drama, fantasy, um, and it's directed by uh, Andrew uh, Bernstein and Jason Bateman uh, and he actually appears uh, in the show as well mm-hmm. um but i it's i honestly found this by accident i um my fiance and i were like looking for a new tv show to watch and we kind of like similar
0: for those that have a Mark market home that is the second episode in a row that dirks is now mentioned oh, it is. he's engaged oh. um so yeah just make sure you mark your whiteboards.
1: <laughs> go ahead dirks i guess i didn't mention <laughs> it last week that's yikes actually not yikes Go us, um, <laughs> but uh, we were just like looking through the like sh- kind of show like this, and we um, saw Jason Bateman, and we l- really like ba- I like Jason Bateman a lot, and we were checking it out and uh, looked it up, and it's you know thriller, fantasy, crime. Um, so we checked it out, and it really was pretty uh, an incredible show. It's different than any show I've watched, um, and really didn't. It's not as popular. I mean, still. Let's see, yeah, in 2020 it came out, and um, it's it's not terribly popular, which kind of surprises me, but um, um, Ben Mendelsohn stars in it, uh, and Bill Camp is in it as well. Uh, like I said, Jason Bateman uh, is in it, and, and others that you recognize, kind of some of those actors and actresses that you recognize that may not necessarily know their names. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it was a really well-done show, um, kind of twisted, um, and, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed it, and I I don't think – I don't think it'll be getting another, um, season. I think this is it, but, uh, uh yeah, it, quick to watch. It's done. It's only 10 episodes and, uh, no, I, we, we really enjoyed it. Um, blew our minds at times, kind of intense, um, kind of not a, not a, not an expected ending like kind of some shows have mm-hmm. where you can kind of just like guess what's going to happen. Uh, this had a pretty, pretty good twist to it. So no, I highly recommend this. Mm-hmm. Would you say, um, just trying to like
0: give people an idea of what this show was like, would you say this is similar in tone kind of to shows like maybe Ozark, um, something like that more of a a gritty crime drama, I would say.
1: Yes. uh, I very, very similar to that. Actually, it's, um, about that dark, kind of like the tint on the camera almost like it it always kind of seems darker, Yeah, you know? And, um, yeah, this is, this is not a light show at all. Um, Kind of graphic at times, just right, you know, with the crime scenes stu- and just different stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so just be prepared for that. But, no, a very, very well done show. Um, it is dark, but uh, I do recommend it. And it is not dark. It's The Outsider Dark was another show. That's true.
0: <laughs> that is dark, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is another one that I, I've had on my list because you, you raved about it, I remember, when you mm-hmm. first saw it. Um, and I... I still actually need to catch up on the last season of Ozark because um, I have not started it yet, bro. Uh, don't don't even say don't even look at me right now. Oh, don't even so say anything. Um, I'm gonna do that, but uh, yeah, this is one that's for sure on my list.
1: You got a lot of TV to watch more than even movies. I feel like you got yeah. a lot of TV shows you gotta watch. There's just
0: an endless. <laughs> y- you never catch up. You know, you yeah. never. You just never catch up. Um, my recommendation for Wildcard is is a show that a lot of people are going to be turned off as soon as I start talking about it. But uh, just try to stick with me. Um, It's called Arcane. It's an animated show based on the video game League of Legends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can hear people already rolling their eyes at this moment, but please try to stick with me. Um, I have never played the video game League of Legends. We actually had a roommate, Clay, who did. He's the one that told me I should watch this show. Um, League of Legends is very popular as being a game that is extremely nerdy and ridiculous and one that most people don't want to play at all. Um, and I thought, no way I'm watching this stupid show. It's an animated show too. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I watched the first episode and I thought that was decent. And then I watched the second episode, um, and I decided that it was one of the best Netflix original shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so this show is it's a classic story, actually. It's, it's about economic divide. Uh, there's Piltover, which is a super prosperous si- city, and then there's the seedy under city uh, called Zaun, and it's about you know the haves and the have-nots, a classic story, and people cross over, some people go from the have-nots to the haves and vice versa. It's super interesting. The animation style is extremely unique. Uh, it took six years for the show to be developed, uh, one of the slowest animation processes, Um, but it shows you can tell they took time and care. It's the coolest animated style for a TV show I have ever seen in my life. Um, and you can tell everything is hand drawn and animated. Um, and like, especially the fight scenes in this or just the emotions on the characters faces read really well, which is something I think we take for granted now with the rise of studios like Pixar and even illumination. Um, being able to capture some pretty insane things with their animation technology. But has not always been the case in animated shows. You know, Scooby-Doo, you you didn't think about, like, the intense emotions on Fred's face as he's investigating whatever weird pirate ghost he's talking (laughs) about. Um, But this show, it's emotional. um, It's thrilling. uh, It's a little heavy sometimes on the political jargon. Um, I know that not a lot of people's favorite parts of... The Star Wars prequels is all the talk about trade (laughs) negotiations and stuff. And unfortunately, trade negotiations are somewhat of a part of this story. However, they're not near as big. Um, And those scenes never last too long before you get a break with action. Uh, The main character in the show, Vi, is voiced by Haley Steinfeld, who is having quite possibly one of the best two-year spans anybody has had in in movies and television. Um, She's a rising star. Um, The weird thing about this is that every single voice actor and this show looks exactly like the character they're portraying. Um, I don't think that was intentional. Uh, I think that just happened, but it's great because you can tell. You can see the faces. But the voice acting, the voice performances are great. The animation style is stunning. There's only one season right now, but it has been renewed for a second. It was announced that it was renewed for a second after, like, the first episode. Um, This show is so good that Netflix broke its format. You know how Netflix normally just drops the entirety of – W- however much they have of the show at once but Arcane they only release like two episodes they released three episodes at the beginning and then two episodes a week after that um, so they this show was so good that they got Netflix to break their own format in order to keep suspense and release this show that way uh, that should just give you a hint uh, I know a lot of people don't put a lot of stock into IMDB ratings um, and TV shows are generally higher Uh, but this is currently sitting at a 9.1 out of 10 on IMDb with 60% of the votes, a 10 out of 10 rating. I would be one of the 60%. Hmm. uh, So, yeah, this is a show that you look at on the surface and you probably think this is not for me, and I promise it is. Um, It's not one you have to play video games. Um, It's not one that you have to care a lot about steampunk-style stories and stuff like that. Um, it's not one where you even need to love animated shows. It's it's a show that is so good it breaks a it genre, and it, it should be universally approved. Uh, it's so good, in fact, that Imagine Dragons, one of the most memed bands in recent memory because their music is generally considered really good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, really good if you don't listen to music very often, but <laughs> bad if you do. Um, their title track for this, Enemy, the orchestral version of this, is performed by Imagine Dragons, and it's legitimately one of the best show intros I've ever heard. I know a lot of people are raving about the succession um, intro music right now, but for my money, Arcane is better. Um, so, watch this, watch this dang show. There's one season right now. You can get caught up. They said the second season will probably come out sometime in 2023, 2024, just because of the way the animation style works. It's gonna take them a little bit. Mm-hmm. You gotta be patient, but you know, practice makes perfect and they're going to make another great season to the show. I'm Mm. very confident. So,
1: yeah, I remember hearing the uh, intro music and I was like, I mean, I, I kind of like imagine dragons. I like their older stuff better when it was like more original, Uh you know, more than their newer stuff. It's kind of sounds similar, but I remember hearing that intro. I was like, all right, like let's go, you know? (laughs) Um, but kind of similar to West wing. Like I saw a couple episodes with you and Claire watching, um, and again, like interested, but just never got to it. It's in a long uh, list of TV shows that I still have yet to watch. So, yeah. Well, that that was it for us. That was our recommendations. And thanks for listening. Uh, next week, we will be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2022. So tune in and listen to that for week three. But this has been TV Recommendations, episode two. David Dirks talking, and Nathan English. Thank you for listening.